110th episode of the Have Aloha Will Travel podcast. My name is Kevin Allen uh, with me as always. Not as always, because you were not here last week. Oh. Catherine Toth Fox, we're with Hawaii Magazine. I was in Japan. Yeah. I know. I was having a really good time in Tokyo. <clears throat> I Joe. figured. You know what? Turns out going on vacation, it's pretty nice. What does that mean? I don't know. Because the people listening to this podcast may soon be going on vacation. Oh, I see. You I see? mean, I feel like I'm on vacation all the time because I live here. Wow. That was smooth. That was good. But don't you feel like you're on vacation all the time? Like when you go on like on the weekend? Yeah, like no, go- for sure. But there's a there's a different sense of like, well, I'm just not going to think about any responsibilities for like two weeks. Oh. You know, like... At one point during my vacation, I didn't even know what day it was. <clears throat> I was like, it could be Tuesday. It could be Thursday. I have no idea. Yeah. I feel that way all the time. I would. All right. Well, I got to start doing what you're doing. <laughs> well, I mean, it's interesting because, you know, we're supposed, this is our episode talking about like first time visitors to Hawaii. But when it's funny that when we travel, we look for different things to do. Like I, a lot of my friends, we like to go to like cities or I don't know, places that don't look like here. Right, we right. We have this all the time. But then we do like the surf trips and we do go to tropical locations too. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just interesting because, you know, you live in a vacation destination. How do you travel? Like, where do you want to go? Like, I want to see snow. <laughs> like, right, exactly. That's kind of the thing I feel like for a lot of Hawaii people is like, oh yeah, we travel during the winter because we want to like be in a cold place. Yeah. Because that's like, doesn't happen that often. Yeah. Um, Or like, I want to see a professional like football game because we don't have that or, you know, people go to Vegas because we can't gamble here. I mean, it's just, it's kind of funny. Like a lot of people I know, they think of like the beach as a vacation, right? Like I want to go to the beach or something. And I'm like, I go to the beach all the time. Like I want to go to a city where there's like, you know, like in Tokyo. Yeah. Although didn't you seek out the beach? I always seek out the beach anyway, which doesn't. I did seek out the beach. I went to uh, Chiba to go surfing. Uh, Mm -hmm. I had a friend who I um, surf with regularly in Hawaii and he was also visiting Japan at the same time. And fortunately I I lucked into some good waves. Uh, We went to Chiba very mm. different kind of beach. Definitely not. Um, yeah, I've surfed there, Chigasaki. Yeah, yeah, we surfed. Uh, mm. I actually don't know the name of the place that we surfed. Um, but yeah, it was a, you know, the water is different. It's very cold, the water. We were wearing a, I was wearing a full wetsuit and it was like a hot day. It was like probably almost 90 degrees that day. And I still jumped into the water and it was freezing. Like I was so cold. Um, Where'd you get the boards from? Did you bring? No, my friend had brought, well, my friend had brought two boards with him. Um, so I just used his spare one and then I rented a wetsuit for the day. Um, but yeah, overall, a really fantastic trip. And it and it did kind of, you know, spur in me this idea that we should do an episode for first time visitors to Hawaii because, you know, when you're visiting a new place, um, there really are a lot of questions you want to ask. And, you know, I think like, especially uh when you're traveling a far distance and you're spending a decent amount of money I feel like people you really want to get the most out of your trip like that was Mm -hmm. kind of the weird thing for me in Tokyo was that I actually just had to remind myself not to walk 10 miles a day looking at stuff in the city because I was supposed to be relaxing (laughs) I was supposed to be resting um but you know so I feel like there's a lot of um a lot of questions on people's on people's mind when they when they travel somewhere for the first time they want to know how to do it right. 
a lot of times there really is no right way to do it right. But, um, you know, I think we can provide some good insight, I think, for people who are kind of coming here for the first time. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so that's uh, kind of the the emphasis of this episode. Um, and yeah, so I, you know, I think uh, I, there's just a lot of first time FAQs that we can definitely rely on. I think a lot of people ask a lot of similar questions. Kat, I hear this one a lot. Um, when is the best time to travel to Hawaii is probably the most often heard question uh, I hear. Do you, what, what, when is the best time, would you say, to travel to Hawaii? I mean, we always say the going, same thing. Yeah. It's like any time is a good time. Um, it just really depends. I mean, it's hard to say because I can't dictate when you have availability to travel. Right. So most people will travel during their breaks, right? So summer right. break, winter break, um, anytime there's a long weekend. I mean, you know, you have to factor in you know, the fact that we all work. Right. But if you could just come whenever, um, I think we tell people to come during the spring months and the fall months, like after the summer rush where the weather is still summery, but the crowd isn't there. Or um, in the spring when things are kind of warming up and all the winter folks are gone. Um, but it really just depends. I mean, there really isn't a bad time to come, but I do think some people like to come when it's crowded. Like I think people yeah. like to come, there's that energy and that's definitely summer. Right. Um, and then if you're escaping the winter, this is a great place to come because it's not going to be colder than like 65 degrees. Like, so. Yeah. It's a very, you know personal, I mean? yeah, it's a very personal question. I feel like yeah. the best time to come is whenever is the best time for you personally. To yeah. Come. Like, I mean, the cheapest time to come, which is a different question, right. would be probably in the spring and in the fall. Right. But you know, anytime you hit a three-day weekend, like Memorial Day is coming up um, or Easter was really busy for us the last couple of years, surprisingly, um, then the prices are going to go up because there's greater demand. So the most like the if you can come through the middle of the week in some random month, probably the best time. Right. Absolutely. I mean, for the most part, it, it will be beautiful tropical weather, um, yeah. kind of regardless of the time. Like summer right. does get a little hot, you know, and we do have hurricane seasons. Um, so, you know, but it's not like anything you really have to plan your whole you know year around um yeah the best time for you to come is whenever is the best time for you to come um kind of put it in a nutshell I will say yeah. the best I feel like I had visited Tokyo once before during the winter which was really nice but it was very cold um and all the parks all the like natural life was kind of dead you know because it's the winter time but that was kind of talking about that thing where you know Hawaii people want to go somewhere cold I was we thought we'd go check out Tokyo in the winter Going during the springtime was probably uh, the right call right after Golden Week, um, because everyone, all the locals had already gone on their week long vacation. Um, and man, yeah, the weather was so comfortable every single day. It was just 60s to 70s. Everything was very mm -hmm. alive and, and flourishing. So if you're going well, to Tokyo or Japan. Um, I think to put in perspective, too, for a lot of our, our mainland listeners, you know, even in California, it gets cold in the wintertime so much that, um, I mean, even in Vegas, where they shut down like water parks or like oh, there's really? certain things. Yeah, yeah. So like when I went to um, San Diego and we were, look, this is in April of last year, and I wanted to take my son to Legoland. Legoland has a water park, but it's closed during the winter. So huh. it was, and during the parts of spring, and this is San Diego, like you, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't cold, but 
I guess water temperatures. Cold. I, I don't really understand. The week that we got there was the first week the water park opened. So oh. for those of you who are familiar with like parks and things closing because of the weather or like having seasonal um, like stores and just things that have seasonal activities, it doesn't happen here. Right. Like our water park is open all year round. Right. Um, beaches don't close unless there's, you know, something that happens like a whatever, some natural disaster, but nothing closes because of the season. So I think some people might think that right. and try to avoid Hawaii during the winter and spring months, but not the case. Not Don't, don't even worry about it. Um, yeah. Other things people worry about, um, you know, I think, should I rent a car? I think that's a question that we hear a lot. Um, if you're traveling, well, to it depends on the island, right? I mean, if you're on Maui or the Big Island, you can have to because there's no public transportation. I would, right? I would go as far as to say, even if you're on Oahu where there is public transportation, I would right. still probably rent a car. Um, yeah. Our public transportation takes a little bit. We we rely mainly on buses. Um, the buses can kind of take a while. Uh, you'll often have to transfer between lines if you want to mm -hmm. go great distances. Um, whereas if you have a car, I mean, it's like a, you know, it's a 15 minute drive. Most places, if you're in Honolulu, if you want to go across the island to North Shore, that's only 45 minutes. But yeah, you bring up a good point. Um, on the other islands, like Big Island and Maui and Kauai, uh, you will most definitely have to rent a car. There is almost no question there. Um, if you want to get out of wherever you're staying. Yeah. I mean, I would recommend renting a car just because you can get out of certain areas where you're, you're going to be stuck in these resort towns. But also just know if you do come in to like in Honolulu to our airport and you think I'm going to catch the bus, the city buses on Oahu don't allow luggage. So you right. can't get on a bus with your luggage anyway. Right. So it's just something to keep in mind. Like you'd have to either jump on like a shuttle to your hotel or Robert's Hawaii does shuttles um, or Uber because you right. can rent a car. You can't get on a bus and we don't have a light rail system right now that'll go anywhere. So it, yeah. Hey, yeah we, we're going to have one. I mean, yeah, but we're going to be like, we won't be alive. I mean, or at <laughs> least we, we will not be, hope, I will not be working at this magazine probably. Right. Maybe. We, we do have a rail starting 4th of July, but it does not go oh, where visitors like, need it to go. It's like a ride. It's like a carnival ride. It's not practical. But anyway, even though, That's yeah, you should discussion. Yeah. Renting a car. Although, you know, I will say there's a lot of people who come to Hawaii to your point about like relaxing that just want to stay at a resort. Um, like they just want to go to their resort in Kanapali on Maui and just enjoy the beach and do beachy things and walk the boardwalk and check out the different restaurants and shops. And you can do that. I mean, there are areas that you can do that. You can relax by the pool. Some people really view vacation as just cruising at their hotel and enjoying the amenities. And I feel like there's a lot of large resorts here. Hilton Waikoloa is an example. Um, Hualalai, the four, all the Four Seasons, really. Right. Um, Sensei Lanai is another example where they do create experiences that you can have on property and they do partner with um other outfitters to do things off property too right. but they provide all the transportation so there are options like that where if you don't really want to plan out an itinerary and drive around and maybe for first timers maybe that's the way you go like you just sort of 
rely on the hotel to right, provide the whole itinerary with your yeah hotel. i mean it's definitely going to be more expensive because you are paying for the convenience of it it's a but maybe for if, sure. yeah but maybe if that's like not your comfort zone and you'd rather you know rely on the hotel to do that i think that's totally fine and i do think a lot of hotels are offering that service for that reason um and they're great activities a lot of cultural activities you can go like canoe on on a canoe you can go fishing um right. Yeah, I, I mean, there's like, um, you can do. Yeah, that's like a, been a big movement too in the uh, accommodations and resort. Like, I feel like it's always been a thing, but recently I feel like a lot of them have really stepped up their um, their programs. <laughs> I mean, there's like new hotels opening, like the Wayfinder Waikiki that like they pride themselves in their activities and their calendars and and all the events you can do just, yeah, with, with the hotel. And honestly, yeah, if you're in Waikiki and you just want to, relax and stay you, there's a lot you can do in Waikiki that's all walkable um like if you were just mm -hmm. planning to stay in Waikiki um and you could uber out you know if you want to go check out Honolulu or something like you don't need to have a car I would still recommend um you know it's not it's not hard to have a car here like a lot of resorts and stuff have parking for you like you won't have trouble finding a place to put your car or anything and you know we drive on the same side of the road as everywhere else in the states yeah. um you know so that's yeah, i mean but just keep in mind though like hotel parking fees are expensive like day yeah, they, they are up there can be like 25 to 35 dollars a day on top of the fact that you're paying for the car rental so if you already know you're not i mean some people what some people do is they'll rent a car and some hotels offer this they'll you can rent a car and the car will be like brought to you so <laughs> if you're going to stay on property for three days like let's say you're coming for a wedding and you're not really going to leave um then you can rent a car for a part of the trip. Right. And then that way you're not, you know, spending all that money on a car the whole time if you're not going to use it. You know, we kind of briefly touched on it and this is maybe a bit of a non sequitur, but how do you, how do you plan your travel? Like, do you I do itineraries like day by day or because I'm, I travel pretty relaxed, I guess, where, you know, we'll have like um things that we know we want to do, but then just kind of, play it by ear like day by day you know we'll like oh we'll do this and then we'll maybe check out some stuff but I mean do you do you are you a big planner I mean it depends like if I've already been to the city then probably no if but you're a timer um like San Diego we only had three days so it really depends too on like the duration of the stay and right. so I talked to my husband okay, what are the things that we definitely need to do? Like you want to do these things. So every day there was just one thing that we were definitely going to do and everything else was pretty loose. Right. Um, but when I went to New Zealand and I was there for like maybe 10 days, that was like, we really had to structure it because we drove from Auckland all the way down North Island, caught a ferry and then drove all the way down South oh, wow. Island. So you guys were traveling. In nine days. But in between that, we also went, you know, to surf here and then to do like, you know, um, other activities like fishing here and then drive down here. So because it was a lot of driving, it was I had to kind of come up with an itinerary based on that because we were also staying in different hotels and Airbnbs. So like I had to make sure I knew when check in was when checkout was so right a lot of coordination i mean if you're so if you travel like for example we don't have those kinds of major road tripping opportunities here maybe sure. on the big island but if you're going island hopping that's when i think you really have to take into consideration like 
the fact that you've got to get on an airplane. So there's time at the airport, right. um, there's time getting a rental car and then check in and check out times very, um, and then you can drive time. Do you recommend doing day trips when it comes to island hopping or do you think it's best to stay for a couple of days? I'm kind of in the staying for a couple of days camp, but it does, that does require, like you were saying, an additional level of planning because you have to think about accommodations yeah. where you're going. You have to think about check-in, check-out, all that kind of stuff. Um, I do see the appeal of just doing a day trip, but um, yeah, I don't know. Island hopping is definitely another question we get asked a lot. You yeah. know, there's uh, each island definitely has its own personality too. And I feel like it's, it's fun to stay for a couple of days because you get a better idea, I guess, of like the personality of each island. Yeah, I mean... I think there's, it depends on the activities that you want to do on the island. Mm -hmm. um, because like, let's say you want to do the sunrise Haleakala, you're not going to find a flight out early enough that you can get there by sunrise. So you have to stay the night. Right. Or, you know what I mean? Or like, if you want to do something like you want to go to a particular luau at night, you're not going to find a flight out after. So right. kind of depends. I mean, I've done day trips where, I know that I just want to go and hike somewhere. Um, so I'll fly there, do the hike, meet up with some friends and come back. But, you know, I don't think you can jam pack a day trip, like with right. a lot of activities, um, because you have to fly there and get a car and coordinate all that. I mean, you're limited to probably like two or maybe three things to do. Right. Because so it's not the flight's really out to end kind of early. Um, like it's, yeah, it's harder to find a flight out. Like, you, you know, there's not really red eye Island hopping flights. No. So you, you're, you're definitely limited that way. Um, yeah. When it comes to the timing. Yeah. So, but then again, I mean, if you're just going there and you want to do a specific thing, but you're right. not interested in anything else, or you can't divvy up your time properly. So you have to sacrifice something. So if you're going to go to Oahu your first time, you want to do all these things, but then you want to go to Maui to see something or I don't know it just to me I think if it's your first time here just come to one island like just enjoy one island get a feel for it um I mean if you plan to never come back again like sure. this is your last trip ever right. um I don't know why that would happen but really morbid say, <laughs> yeah well I mean let's just say you've saved up all your money and sure, you're, yeah. you're with a bunch of like if you're young I think if you're young too you can do this it's harder with kids but trip of a lifetime, you know, you're going to do this. I mean, okay, fine. You know, you're going to stay here for like two weeks, then definitely. But if you're only here for five days. Yeah, definitely stick to you one. You know, five to seven. Yeah. Then I don't know if it's really worth it. Do you have an island you recommend for first time visitors? I know that's like also a very personal question to me. Like, oh, like yeah. each island has its own unique identities and things that appeal to different visitors. But I feel like if you're like, you know, if you're a first time visitor, like you're, and you don't know, you don't have any preference. I would say, I would say like Oahu or Maui, I think, um, or they have a lot of different aspects. I think of all the islands that kind of are encapsulated in each one, like especially Oahu, because you do have the nightlife, but you do also have nature and you do have Hawaiian culture and all that kind of stuff where I feel like maybe the other islands are a little bit more specific. Do you have any recommendations on that or I mean, it's less of a culture shock, I guess, if you go to Oahu. Um, yeah, yeah, it really is. Yeah. Right. I mean, you see, yeah, like, definitely. we have traffic, like, you're not yeah. going to escape whatever you're trying to escape. Um, And we have like, a, it's a city. Right. But yeah, we do. I mean, right. Oahu is like a natural one, because a lot of 
uh, the activities and restaurants and, you know, it's a hub really of, of the state. But I think if it's your, I do think that people have an idea of what Hawaii is or should be. And it's not, I don't want to say it's an outdated idea, but it's a idyllic or it's like a very romanticized idea of Hawaii. And I think some people get very disappointed when they come to Oahu because we do have crime. We do have homeless. We have a lot. We do have a lot of traffic. We do have fast food chains. We do have big malls. We do have Walmart. Like, I think they are thinking it's more of a tropical destination akin to maybe the Caribbean or other places. So I think sometimes there's that expectation that then they become disappointed. So Mm. if you are really looking for something that's going to kind of match your idea of what Hawaii should be, then I would say Kauai. Yeah, Um, there's still enough to do there and there's still big resorts and plenty of I mean, there's still things to do. I mean, but it's very laid back. And if you you know, I think your expectations have to match what where you, you know, like real like real realistic goals for the trip. So if your goals are to like, I want to shop, I want to like go to restaurants, I want to do fun things. But your expectation is you're going to do all those things like on a remote island with no that's not happening. Right. Um, but if your idea is like, I just want to go and relax and be in nature and like see beautiful, like ocean and mountains. And like, I don't want to be around people. And that's your vision of it. Then I would say Kauai might be a better fit for you. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, definitely. No, that makes a lot of sense. Um, okay, great. I think we should move on a little bit to kind of our next topic for for first time visitors. Um, you know, common, I guess, common mistakes, you know, people we've seen people make or things to maybe avoid. Um I'll kind of start it off. I do think that, um, you know, a lot, sometimes people don't necessarily pack accordingly to a Hawaii, um, AKA they don't bring anything for the rain. Uh, we do get rain. Um, we're tropical Island rains quite a bit. Um, Mm -hmm. so, you know, just making sure that you, you're not just packing board shorts and bikinis, uh, in your suitcase that you do have a variety of things to kind of handle the different faces of, of the weather we have here. Um, is there anything Kat that you, you often see? We we have definitely articles about this on our site that will be in the show. Oh, well. I mean, I think it just comes. I mean, I really think expectation is is like I think doing your research and really understanding what you're getting yourself into. We're a state, like it's fine. You're gonna if you forgot your toothbrush, like you're not gonna right. have like a CVS and like <laughs> yeah. you'll be okay. There's a Walmart. Um, you'll be fine. Yeah, I mean, there's ABC stores. I mean, we have you know we have water. You know, bottle. Anyway, so I think it's just managing your expectations. I mean, things like, you know, if you are staying for a long time to consider your accommodations too, right? And maybe you want a kitchen um, because food costs are expensive here. It's not like the mainland, like eggs. What did I just spend on like a dozen eggs, like nine bucks or something like that? Okay. I know. You know what I mean? Like I should stop bringing up Japan, but man, things were so cheap in Tokyo. It was insane. It was so crazy. I bought milk for a dollar. That's oh, like a gallon of milk, or like a like a a carton, yeah, a like a good size carton of milk. Well, a carton of milk that here would cost me most likely seven dollars. Mm. Um, it was wild, just how yeah, yeah. Definitely do your research before coming here, and yeah, understand that. I mean, I mean, that's a question that we see a lot too. Is Hawaii, you know, expensive? I think that's definitely on a lot of people's minds. It's a little expensive. I mean, we everything is shipped here for the, or a lot of things are shipped and imported here. Uh, and that definitely raises costs. Um, 
definitely more on some things than others. But I do think Hawaii is a bit of an expensive state. I mean, it definitely is an expensive state uh, to live in, but also to visit. I mean, definitely yeah, having a good budget in mind. Um, yeah, it's expensive. Yeah, I mean, we, you know, we can put this in the show notes. We've done like, you know, how to, how to like hang out in Waikiki under $40 a day. Right. And even coming up with $40 was like a trick, which was tricky for us because initially we wanted to do like 25 and then we were like, oh, we can't. <laughs> That's literally like impossible. That was like one meal was, I mean, an acai bowl in Hawaii is like 10 to $15. I mean, I would, yeah, I would say a $10 acai bowl is pretty rare. I would, yeah, definitely call it in yeah. like 13 to $16 range. Yeah, it's expensive. And that's just an acai bowl. So, you know, it's, um, and if you're staying in visitor centric areas like Waikiki, the North Shore, Kaanapali, Lahaina, wherever you're staying, those areas tend to have higher prices also for food. Much, yeah, much higher. Um, yeah. And so, you know, you, it, it's, it, it is a splurge for people to visit the island. So it's, again, it's like really doing your research and managing expectations. And if it's like better for you to maybe get a timeshare and that has a kitchenette and you guys cook your right. food or whatever. I mean, I've done that before I'm going to Maui and, you know, you go to a farmer's market where things are like a little bit cheaper and you're getting fresh produce grown locally. It will still um, be expensive. Like, I mean, it still will be, are, but you know, I mean, at yeah. least you can make a meal and you can You'll buy bread and make right, sandwiches right. or whatever. But again, you know, but if you're a foodie and you want to come to Hawaii to eat, then, you know, maybe that's not, your route maybe you right. maybe you go for a boutique hotel and you decide you're going to spend all your money you know at restaurants so it really just depends on what your purpose is if you come with a family for example maybe you want to stay in areas where family friendly things are accessible to you i feel like the the biggest mistake i see is that people don't know where they're staying they don't do research and they just sort of book the cheapest hotel and not really understand like oh I, it was the cheapest hotel, but now I'm in La <laughs> Like, right. Yeah. Nothing to do and everything's closed on Sunday. Um, I think, um, you know, that's kind of another question that it probably gets asked a lot. And I, even I get confused by it. Um, like, what is the Airbnb situation here? Because oh, I feel like I for a while. Is, well, it's, um, they cannot, how does it go? You, Airbnb, the owner needs to be living on the property. So a lot of times um, folks who lived elsewhere, like other states would invest and buy property and then Airbnb it out. Right. Now you have to be owner occupant. Like you have to be living on the property or living here or whatever. So that's one. And then two is they can rent it out for any duration, but I think it's like, you cannot rent it out. And this is in non-visitor areas, right? So this is anywhere outside of that. Right. Um, you, it's like a 30 day or is it 60 day? It's, we have it's, story it's a about very it. long, yeah, it's a longer yeah. than anyone would stay for. for right, but they can rent it out for a short period of time. They just can't rent it out again until that. Oh, I see, I see. You see what I'm saying? Like you don't right. have to rent it out for 60 days, but. Yeah. Yeah, so it doesn't, it's not advantageous for the Airbnb owner because they're going to, they're going to get, they're going to have like lost revenue. Right. If they rent it out for short term. Yeah. Okay. It's a little tricky. Very tricky. Um, and I guess, you know, kind of closing the discussion, uh, you know, is there anything that you recommend uh, a first time visitor does? Um, whether that's like, I would say, find some way to experience like real native Hawaiian culture, um, you know, by either 
checking out Iolani Palace on Oahu or uh, the uh, Maui Historical Society um, on Maui. Just finding mm -hmm. some way to actually really, you know, see the native culture uh, for what it is um, and really learn some history about the the place you're in. Um, you know, that'd be like my big recommendation for a first time visitor to do. Uh, but did you have any in mind, Kat? Yeah, I mean, there's three things that I always tell people to do. So one is get to know the culture. It's just what makes what unique. So it's it's our native Hawaiian culture. And, you know, a lot of resorts and hotels are really good about offering, um, you know, cultural activities that are that are led by, you know, cultural practitioners, native Hawaiian cultural practitioners. Um, and so take advantage of those. They're often free. Right. So that's one there's three things. So one is culture, one is food, and one is the outdoors. Like that's what makes it what unique. That's why you come here. Um, the food is very different than you're going to find anywhere else. And I don't just mean Hawaiian food, but we just have so many local dishes that are unique to Hawaii. We also have a plethora of like cuisine that you may not find wherever you're from. Like we have great Thai food and Vietnamese food. We have um, like, you know, just an array of cuisine that if you're into food, this is a great place to go. We also have James Beard award-winning chefs here. Um, we have great like local food, fresh fish, for example, which if you're into fish and poke and whatever, um, this is kind of a, like the best place to try that. And then the third thing is like the outdoors. Like even if you're not an outdoorsy person, if you're going to come to Hawaii, I mean, to me, it's a waste to sit in your hotel room all day. Like right. get outside, even if it's to go to the pool, but enjoy enjoy Hawaii, like, you know, go for a walk or jump in the ocean or go on a hike. And we have such a range of hiking opportunities on every island for people that don't hike, right. for people that are like avid hikers, um, rent a bike. Like there's so many, I just feel like you need to really enjoy um, being outdoors. I so, will say, yeah, even as someone who's, you know, lived here my whole life, um, there are still moments where I I'm outside and I'm just blown away just mm -hmm. by how beautiful it is. You know, surfing helps, but you know, I'll just be doing a walk around my neighborhood around sunset time. And it's just the most yeah. gosh dang beautiful thing you've ever seen. Like it's, it's definitely, yeah, that's a great point. It's definitely what you come to Hawaii for uh, is, are those sceneries, you know, you'll definitely, yeah, definitely spend some time outside. And I would also say, I mean, don't shy away from doing, things that you you know may be considered a touristy or kind of you know like the the touristy things to do right. uh the times are really just a lot of fun like I think that's been a thing that this job has really exposed me to is like you know a lot of times a lot of local people don't necessarily like go to a luau or like you know um do a round island helicopter tour because they think of it as just like oh that's just a touristy thing to do uh but they're actually just very incredible and fun things to do especially if you're here for the first time um oh yeah take advantage of it I mean you never yeah. know when you'll ever be able to come back so to me I always say like anything that you want to do do it like right. you want to go to the world do it you want to hike diamond head do it like whatever it is that you see on social or your friends have told you about and that's what is like driving you to come here then do it it doesn't okay. matter what anyone else says just do it we all do it we, yeah we all do it. Just do it. That's kind of the episode, the meaning of this podcast. Uh, you know, the overall, overall message. Just come yeah, just, it's do, nice. it. just yeah. do it. All right. Great. Well, that has been episode 110 of the Have a Little Hubble Travel podcast. I feel like that was like maybe our most informative episode ever. We were really, we we're really on point. 
very little segues, very little uh, talking story. Well, you talked about Japan a lot. Uh, I could talk about Japan. Forever. I know, but that's like not. Yeah, I'm going to move to Japan. It's so nice. It's so cool there. Um, okay. Yeah. Thank you all so much for listening to this episode of the Havel Havel Travel Podcast. You can find us on all sorts of streaming services. We are on Spotify. We're on iTunes. We're on SoundCloud. Wherever you find us, please be sure to rate us five stars. You can leave us a message if you'd like. It always helps us out. Um, you can email me if you have anything you want to say about the podcast or if you have any first time or questions. You can always email me at kevina at hawaiimagazine.com. I love reading your emails. I love seeing what you all have to say. Um, and yeah. Uh, you can find the rest of our content, um, things that we write, uh, a lot of cats content. You can find that all on hoimagazine.com. Um, and you can find our issues on shelves or you can subscribe uh, on our website. Okay. I think yep. that's it. I think that's it. I no, just I'm noticing I have a sunburn on my nose this whole episode. From um, what? You know, I don't know. Actually, in Japan. <laughs> oh my God. I got a lot of sun in Japan. Okay. okay. Um, we're going to end it now. <laughs> We're going to end it now. Uh, thank you, everyone, okay. so much. For listening. We'll be back in two weeks. All right. Mahalo. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.